it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays podcast. I'm Rich Levine. He is Brian Robb. The Celtics have won three of four. B-Rob with six games left. They're four games over 500, tied with Miami for the sixth seed. And a couple big games coming up against the Heat. This is correct? This is correct. And I believe Jalen Brown is expected to be back, according to Danny Ainge, for the first of that uh, head-to-head tilt. Um, the home, at, Not even a home-and-home, it's just two, two straight home games against the Heat, which, which will um, – Celtics, if they can sweep that, they will essentially, I think, wrap up the, the, at least the sixth seed. But um, they're going to need a lot more help on top of that if they want to get to that, that four or five spot, Rich, it looks like. Does that seem realistic? So, so there's one game. We're doing this on Thursday afternoon. There's a game on Friday. Who are we playing on Friday? That's in Chicago. In Chicago, Zach Daniel Levine. Tice, Daniel huh. Tice and the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine should probably be back for that game. Yeah, he's playing tonight, so he should be back. So they should – they're still playing. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs, but they, they still are playing like they are. So they'll be, I'm sure – going balls to the wall, but they also have, uh, they're playing tonight. So they'll be coming off a back-to-back, which should help the Celtics. And you said Danny told Toucher and Rich today that he thinks Gian will be back for Sunday. Yes. So that, which I think is about as good best case scenario as you could from when he was, you know, living off the floor after that injury that, you know, he'll get pretty much a week of rest before the two most important games left on the calendar um, for this team in in terms of ensuring that they're not going to, have to be uh, involved in the playing tournament. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I'm trying not to even admit that that's a possibility at that point. Oh, it's a very point. real possibility. It's, it's, no, it's very it's real. 50, 50. I understand. Yeah. I, I'm just opening up to you and saying just like for my emotional well-being, I'm just assuming that they're going to crawl out of this little stand. I know, listen, I, I don't, do I, do I believe they're going to do it? I'd be crazy to put too much faith in this team with all we've seen so far, but I am choosing to believe that it's going to happen because I just don't want to. I, I just don't want to live in that reality. Yeah, of that's season. yeah. Just the just based on their track record this season. I mean, yeah, they would have two cracks at it, and they would you know they'd be hosting probably the depleted Hornets team. But can you imagine if if they are in that playing game and they're and you know Gordon comes back, they're playing the Hornets in that seven eight spot, and, and Hayward is coming back in time for for that matchup. Just the theatrics uh, around that. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll save that hypothetical. For, let's just for let's day. just let's just let's just let's envision back-to-back victories against the Miami Heat. And I mean the the good news here for the Celtics too, Rich, is that the Knicks' remaining schedule is a bear. They have they lost to Denver last night, and they played their next three games is Clippers, Lakers, Suns, all out on the West Coast. So they could easily. I mean, 
We don't know if LeBron is back or not, but that could easily be three straight losses. So if the Celtics take care of business here, getting up to that four or five spot is is very realistic as well. It's kind of interesting because you think about the the Celtics were in that same spot pretty much, starting off pretty much you know one of the two toughest stretches of their season on the road on the West Coast with a game in Denver. They go down super big early in that game, Sunday afternoon, I believe. Ended up turning it on with a, a ridiculous comeback, which has almost been forgotten with the comeback against the Spurs. But an unbelievable comeback ended up, I think, going three and one on that West Coast trip. And without, and it, if if they'd even gone two or two, two and two, or, or or one and three, which was totally realistic going into it, you could imagine where they'd be right now. And yeah, and you can say that the 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 Knicks started their trip in Denver, a bit of a wake up call, got their asses kicked by Jamal Murrayless Nuggets. And uh, if they go one and three. Okay, yeah, now we're feeling a little bit better. Right. And it's but totally it, possible. It's totally possible. Totally possible, but it all it all won't matter if they until they don't take care of business here. They got six games left. If you want to move up, you you have to do at least four and two and split with the heat, you know, worst case scenario. And if you get to five and one, now you're talking about, you know, maybe you're making some some real moves up into that four five spot. But if you're three and three or or under that, then your playing game is very much in play. And it starts and it starts Friday at Chicago. Like you said, they're playing tonight, Thursday. So who knows? Maybe if Zach Levine will play back to back to coming back from his big break. But you're getting a team, a team that is, you know, on the ropes on the second night of a back to back in Chicago. That's a must win. You got at Cleveland, you got Minnesota. And, and that's with two days off in between right. with those games. So those are two games. That's, that's three games right there that you just need to have automatically if we're even having a conversation about about avoiding the inevitable, not the inevitable, but what we're all fearing, which is a, a play-in situation. Or maybe I'm, I'm fearing. Maybe you're not as frantic as I am. I mean, I could – the season could be over before my paternity leave here, technically. We'll see what happens. I know. Remember, we were talking about how, how how Zachary was the good luck charm. I think they, <laughs> what they ran off that he got, he was born in the middle of their uh, yeah that was six, six game winning streak yeah six game winning streak. But then yeah the the reality has hit both for the Celtics and Zachary. Um, <laughs> and, and, you're, uh, and you're how was that? How was, uh, you guys are hanging in there. We're good. We're hanging in. Um, you know, it's just you 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 just have a whole new level of respect for your parents or any other parents out there and. I was talking to one of my other friends the other day, just anyone who ever has like multiples, like twins or whoever in your life, just like you have to, my level of respect for those people have has skyrocketed based on what, uh, take care of a, an infant. All right. So, so as, as we're saying, the Celtics have a little bit of work to do to, uh, some very winnable games and the players that are going to help them do it. That's what we're going to talk about right now. We're going to run through the roster 17 through one. That's what we want to do. I mean, we're certainly to those higher double digits, right? I mean, like 17, we go the, the most, we're just going to rank the Celtics. Is that, is that the easiest yeah, way just, to say it? Which is, yeah, we're ranking, we're, we're seeing, this is uh we're taking the temperature about everyone on the roster right now, I think is the way we want to phrase it. And, and we're not going to, we're going to spend a little bit of time on the bottom end of the roster because I think that's the only time that they weren't in the big picture for this team but beyond that so let's start here rich let's go through our 17 through 11 on the roster um i will lead off here 17 through 11 um taco is still my 17 i he's he's kind of made the case i don't know if you watched the end of that game last night 
but he's making the case to move up to the 15 or 14 here with that up and under move. Um, that, was that was beautiful. And um, it is, it's kind of a shame that there, you know, there is just so much center depth on this roster that he's just never going to get a shot. But I do like the fact that he and waters are eligible for the playoffs this year. So that will, you know, at least you'll have that aspect of it. If he's going to play defense on a, goaltending or whatever else at the last time of the game well if i remember he did play in the playoffs last year didn't he that's true you're right they were also yeah that didn't go well for him last year no right? so. that's where i thought you were going he was guarding the inbounder on that uh, put him OG. at the rim put him at the rim this time brad <laughs> yes exactly not the inbound uh well but 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 for that reason because you can envision situations whether it's now or in the playoffs that taco can be used as a weapon, maybe not successfully as we saw last year, but like where you can actually dream up a situation where it is beneficial to have taco fall in the game. He's not, he's not my, my he's 15 for me. He's okay. So who's I, your 17? I, my 17 is Carson Edwards. I, don't, yeah. I, I just, I, I just can't think of a, like I said, you can dream up a situation where maybe taco fills in for one play or what, you know, and, and, uh, and helps out the team. I just don't, see it with with Carson and, and Tremont Waters was was 16 for me just because he's, he's had some flashes of 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 hope but equally has has just been it just doesn't seem like someone that you, that you want to count on right like right. maybe maybe he can help you and that's why he's 16 but I, I I just don't necessarily trust him right now I know that he has the ability and the talent to do some damage on this level but it's just been a little too skittish over the course of the season so that's yeah, okay. Those are 16 and 15 for me. Edwards, water again, waters, at least, you know, they, you have those bright spots, Carson. Yeah. I think you just can't envision a scenario where he, he helps at any point in a, in a meaningful situation. And it's too bad. He's probably, we'll see if he's still in the NBA next year. Like, you know, I know he's under contract to sell this one more year, but um, it just hasn't, you know, it hasn't clicked from here. And now there's just too many guys. I have them on the depth chart. Um, all right. 14. 14, 13, and 12. 14, 13, 12. For, I think for me, because they're the same person, Shemi, Grant, and Jabari. Is that is that some combo for you? No. So I here's my 14, 13, 12. Jabari is 14. Yeah. You guys had the Jabari-Parker conversation two weeks ago. I think that, that stands here. That he's come back to the defensive holes that didn't show in the first game because they were playing the Warriors or like, you know, full on display here. So again, maybe... He's like a, maybe a change of pace guy in a playoff game. If they just like no one can score and, and Grant's giving you nothing. But I mean, beyond that, it's hard to it's, see him. Do you envision any, any Jabari, uh, PJ Brown moment for Jabari Parker? <laughs> is, is, is he the, he, he is the, the best candidate. I'm not saying that he's PJ Brown because right. he's probably the exact that's, opposite that's, of PJ Brown. Yeah. But the, the, the crafty veteran that maybe sneaks in and has one big shot. Yeah, I could see I could see that happening, and then him having you know having a scoring ten six points in the second quarter, and then not being able to get back on the floor in the second half because he gave ten on the other end, unfortunately. But <laughs> hopefully he has that moment because that'd be that'd be fun. He he clearly still has some some nice scoring chops in the mid post to to make it work. Um, I've thirteen is uh, this might be longer. I, I had Cornette at thirteen. Okay, he's um, my eleven. Yeah, so I mean. He is, it's nice to have a, a, you know, a stretch big at the, the bring case of emergency at the bottom of the roster. But again, I just don't, it's hard to envision him getting out there in any sort of meaningful situation barring injury. But I guess that is pretty realistic with this group of bigs this year that that happens. I think, I think if Luke Cornett creeps anywhere into the top 10, that more, that says more about the Celtics 
right than it does <laughs> anything else just the state of the team like the one, one stat i found about cornet that i that i enjoyed was that the, the last three times this year that he's played in 15 played 15 plus minutes in a game so this is philly lakers and okc he's had three four and three blocks so not only is he stretching the d but he's protecting the rim pretty well but to back up the point i just made the celtics are also one and two in those games when yeah. when he plays 15 plus minutes so right because so, he, of course he's, 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 he can do some things, but you have some other options. If you get to him, you're in trouble. Big bird. as Danny age likes to call him apparently. Um, very nice. And you know what? Here's my, here's my 12. My 12 right now is Romeo Langford. Real quick. Do you think that big bird is because he looks like the Sesame street character or because he's a bigger version of Larry bird? <laughs> oh, I didn't even make the comparison to, to Larry bird. I, I didn't mean went to Sesame street with <laughs> yeah, that reference. Too. I was just trying to put a good swing. Uh, right. swing on. <laughs> I think it's probably Sesame Street. Uh, but yeah, what you Romeo Langford at 12 thoughts? Is this, am I too down on him at this point? I just don't, a concussion protocol now. I get another bad break for a guy that has had about 20 of them in his NBA career so far. And, and, it, was, and it was in practice, right? It was in practice, apparently. Yeah, they have a, a low key practice yesterday. Apparently, he, you know, banged heads with someone and uh, didn't wake up feeling good on Wednesday. So no, I, I had, I had him one, one ahead of uh Cornette. So I, I had him at, at, at number 10. And I just think that like, you know, I, his, his last 11 games. And I, and I understand that, that this is a guy that you'd think maybe he's going to help you more defensively, Oh, 100%. Um, but hit, hit one three pointer in his last 11 games um, at six, four. I just think if you're going to really contribute, you just got to be able to do a little bit more than that. You got to give them yeah. something offensively, whether it's the threes or going to the room of confidence. And we haven't really seen either of that yet. And again, you don't play not a big surprise when you missed half the earth, broken wrists, recovering from surgery, and then you get COVID like, yeah, like this is, you know, he'll get his chances and hopefully they'll come plenty next year. But when you're coming to crunch time playoffs right now, and you have a guy that we'll get to in a bit, that's kind of just clearly leapfrogged you in the rotation in a hurry. Um, then I think you're you're looking at just being a another breaking case of emergency type guy. Yeah, twenty one percent for his career from three now for Romeo. Like I said, no one's no one's expecting him to to be maybe Nick Neesmith, yeah. right? like we were going to talk about. But thirty thirty one percent would be nice though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I don't think you're being too hard on Romeo. I, I think ideally he he could. I think best case scenario, maybe he has like a tieable role you know, right. for this team. Um, but I don't know. He, what, what can you say? He can't just can't, can't stay on the court. Can't get into a rhythm. Uh, and until further notice, like let's assume it's, you can only assume that it's not going to happen and be pleasantly surprised. Exactly. So, all right. And then what, and my 11 is uh Shemi. So yeah. you had, there's like, a 14, there's, 14, yeah, 14. Yeah. So there's, there's nothing else to really say about Shemi. We've, we've seen this road before in the playoffs. He might get hot in a playoff game. Like they, he'll definitely play against the bucks. If they see him in the first round, that's like a, almost a certainty, but beyond that, like who knows? Yeah, no. And then, and it, right. You never, every time, every time you want to, you know, throw dirt on, on Shemi, he, he emerges and plays like 30 minutes in a game or like, well, be like the sixth man off the bench all of a sudden by Brad. So you never know. And like, again, he does sort of, because of how long he's been around, you know, he had, I mean, I'd be interested to, to look up like how many playoff games he's appeared in his career. I bet you it's a decent amount. 
Just he's yeah. just been around and and the, the team has usually been worn down by the time they reach the playoffs to the point where they're having to to rely on him a little bit so you wouldn't be you wouldn't be shocked if it if it happens again but you know similar to, to the point i was making about Cornette, like if you're in that situation where you're having to lean on shemmy ojale it's pr- just not a good thing for your team in general 100 so that's where you hopefully bring in some more guys with some added upside in that role assuming that they can stay healthy in this yeah. postseason. All right. So now we're getting to the 30, to be- 36, sorry, real quick, 36 career playoff games. Uh, That's nuts for Shemi. Yeah. That's gotta be the most on the team after like smart. Well, I think, Marcus, I, players. Think, I think JB, I think the Jays probably have more. That's true. That, I think, they I think they've probably been around the same time. Yeah. That's true. Cause Ojale came in the same year as teams. Yeah. So, but in terms of, um reserves he's got to be the top list easily oh for sure no it's crazy um all right number 10 grant williams for me i know he didn't yeah. make your make the cut for the top 10 for you i'm 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 leaning right now on again the three-point shooting which has been real this year it's the only part of this game that has i think taken the leap forward that people want um the fouling and just the intangibles that were there in the playoffs and especially in the bubble last year, like have not translated nearly as well this year for whatever reason, he's been healthy for the most part. It just hasn't, you know, worked for him. He hasn't found the role he wants, but I do think that, you know, if, if they need a stretch five in some of these games, which they probably are going to like, he's probably the, your, your, maybe your best option on the roster right now like you're, who are you gonna go to him or cornet you're probably gonna go to grant certainly for, before cornet most spots yeah again maybe it depends on the matchup but i i agree i mean that it, it might be then this is another commentary on the state of the roster right like i agree that that might be their best option but also we'll we'll, we'll reiterate that when when grant williams is your best stretch five option like <laughs> I don't know. You're you're probably not competing for a title. You're pro- you're probably not. And, and again, that, as we're talking about them, them fighting for the sixty six seed right now, sort of makes sense. I think one one step for me that jumped out with 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 Grant, as you talked about some of the the intangibles, um, is that his assists this season. You know, he's played fewer he's played fewer minutes than Tristan, but their their per per thirty six assists are are equal. They're both averaging about two two assists per thirty six. Um, and I can sometimes I can come down to just the guys you're passing to hitting shots, right? So you don't want to put too much on it. But there's a guy, you're, especially when you talk about the, his cerebral ap- approach to the game, you would just like to see the passing translate a little bit more in, in creating uh, hoops for your teammates. Yeah, and I wonder just how much of that was, you know, the double big at the beginning of the year with him. You know, he really hasn't played much of any stretch five this year, just based on the personnel they have. Um. So the passing hasn't been asked for him. He's been asked to just, you know, stand in the corner and stretch the floor and set screens and that's it. So again, we'll see if the right matchup presents itself where that changes, but for now you're right. That's a real good pick that that part of his game, which was uh, a nice plus last year just has been kind of non-existent so far. Um, all right. Who, who you got in number nine or number nine. I got, I got knees. Yeah, knees, and, and and I think that you might be a little higher on him at the moment. Like I, I, I think it's, I think it, it doesn't. You can't argue with what we've seen the last week or so. 
Like it's been inspiring. It's been exactly what this team needs. It's exactly what the, what the organization needs. Just seeing like seeing another draft pick show some life as we're talking about Grant and Romeo and like, and guys who are just haven't turned into what Danny Ainge imagined when he drafted them. Uh, And you would have put knees in that, in that conversation, even a few weeks ago, but to see this sort of burst of energy and, and potential is great. Now, is it going to carry over into the playoffs? Is he going to be ready to do it in this postseason? I don't necessarily think so. Um, I'll, be, I'll be pleasantly surprised. That's why he's only nine for me. But I think uh, I would much rather see Fournier maybe kind of play his, be his best self and, and, and take most of those minutes. But I, I can't argue. I mean, it, it's, it's been wonderful to see him emerge very yep. recently. And I'm a few at number nine for that was tempted to to put it if we're based on the last week he'd be six or five but we're not gonna we're, we're gonna take a <laughs> we're gonna take a big picture view here of where he's at and yeah i think i mean him just getting into the conversation for ro- rotation minutes in the playoffs period i think is a huge deal and he's clearly there now from a defensive way i could see him getting on the floor and hitting a couple of threes i could also see him committing three fouls in five minutes and you know being glued to the bench for the rest of the series after his first <laughs> appearance so um, but the fact that his confidence is there, the shot seems to be coming around in a hurry. Um, and he's taking it with confidence and they're actually, they're running a couple of plays for him, Rich. And the, and he's the, the release and everything, it, 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 it's compact. It's, it's nice when he's got confidence going with it. So again, this is a, a nice option to have off the bench where you're not just throwing in a defense only guy at Flankford. You can throw a guy that, you know, defenses have to respect. On, at I least think, on paper in Smith. yeah like you said like run, running plays that's a whole uh, that's, that's unbelievable i mean to think that that would be the case but and i think i think westerholm might have tweeted about this earlier in the week he he's fine he finds the spots he finds the holes he kind of just gets in the rhythm and finds the little pockets um you know whether it's in his own or wherever it is where he just finds himself open on the on the foul line i think that's a that's that's a pretty natural skill you know, I mean, maybe you can teach it, but he just just seems to come naturally for him. And when you can shoot like he can, which he's proven, you know, it took him a little bit to get to, to get comfortable at this level. But he's proven now that he, that, that is a is a serious weapon. And he if he as he finds more ways to get open and that's the key, like you talk about Reggie, you know, Reggie Miller, we're not comparing him to Reggie Miller, but what great shooters do. It's like you find ways you get creative. You that becomes your craft. How am I going to manipulate this? this this defense to get myself open looks and he's 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 well on his way to starting to do that more and more um all right let's go to number eight i'm guessing we're the same guy here Payne pritchard yeah pp pp i mean this is again there's not too much to say about him. i mean for me just having a reliable dead-eye three-point shooter coming off the bench um is something this team has desperately needed last year and Neesmith, you know, that, that shot's coming around now with Pritchard. It's like, no, it's there. And he's, he's not going to hesitate to take it um, no matter where he is on the floor. And so when teams yeah. throw junk zone defenses at you, which they have time and time again, the last couple of years of the postseason, like Pritchard is, is your zone breaker or zone buster, I should say, um, at least on paper. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Well, first of all, uh, 30 of his last 61, from three Oof. in the last 11 games but but you started that the the this the segment on on Pritchard saying a reliable and then you said a reliable three-point shooter but I, I just think reliable like that's what he is he's a very solid eighth man right now 
you know, averaging almost 20 minutes a game, but less than one turnover a game. Like if you look at his turnover, the turnover line and his box scores for the last, um, you know, like 10, 11 games, like it is, it is scarce. Like he's not turning the ball over. Um, and we saw like, uh, maybe it was last month. He might've hit the rookie wall a little bit. There was that stretch where it looked like, okay, maybe, maybe we're going to have to, we'll, we'll, we'll check back in with, with, with Pritchard next year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it it, it kind of seemed like it was going, going that way, but he's, he's, he's re- been rejuvenated. And it's so when he's hitting the shot like that, where, where he's a guy who can handle the ball, he's a good passer. You know, he competes on defense. He might be a disadvantaged at certain times, but he's always going to compete on defense. Um, just compete in general. Um, he's just, a, he's a solid guy to have. You don't, you don't want him. I don't, I don't think he's necessarily a, I think it's, it's, it's very, it's nice that you have Marcus and Kemba, right? Like right. Pritchard as a third guy in that, and in, in that scenario is pretty solid. I don't think he's, he's above that yet, but in that role, he's very solid. And then that, that, that's, and, and I think he's obviously, he's obviously very comfortable with that. And that's only going to help more moving forward. It'll never happen, but I can like see a game this postseason where the Celtics would be better off, like like Pritchard would be playing well enough to like be in the, in the closing five. It won't happen because that just won't like neither of those guys are going to be benched in favor of Pritchard at this stage of his career at any point. But like, I, there hope, have been games... I, I hope that won't be the case. I hope that right. we've reached a point and Brad's reached a point where if a guy really should be playing, once you're in the playoff as a guy deserves to be out there, I hope that he would be out there. It's anyway, not we'll a see. time for politics. I, I mean, I hope you're right. But I mean, I guess this is the first time Brad will actually have hard options or hard decisions on that front. Hopefully, if everyone's yeah. healthy, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll see how that, I mean, that we'll see how that plays out as we get closer um, and into those scenarios. All right. Number seven here. Um, From PP to. I have to, we're, we're taking into recent play into account. I want TT? this guy's place. No? It's, it's, it's Fournier for me right now. Because you just, I, I'm, I'm adding in the, the COVID impact right now. And really positive science room in Orlando, 20, I think he had 20 plus points down there. The shot flow was there, but, you know, just hearing him talk about it and how much, you know, the, the, the brain fog he's dealing with and, you know, obviously how he's, how he, how down he's been in the last couple of weeks, you hope he breaks out of it. And in which case he's probably never formalist list if he gets back to the guy they traded for, but, for now, it's he's someone that you know you, you want to be a big piece off the bench, but um, you just can't. You don't know how physically he's going to be. Yeah, it's funny you talk about the the, the physicality. Uh, his hit one foul shot in his last six games, and yeah. and and he was he was going to the line four point seven times a game in Orlando. Wow, you know, which is more than Jalen on the season, which is you know you know less than a point six less than than Tatum on the season. So he was a guy that was part of his game, taking to the hoop and getting to the line. Uh, and he's just not doing it right now. We understand why. Like he's been he's been very open about that. And like we're not here to criticize a guy for playing through COVID, like in, in post COVID. Um it's just the way this ridiculous season has gone. I'm Fournier at six. And I the last three games, Fournier nine for sixteen from three. Right. That was enough to 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 get him so one, one notch above for me. No, and so that's it is the the one encouraging part about this team is like the look is that Fournier is still like like at least a luxury on paper for this group with the fact that there are so many guys that you know when you have everyone fully healthy 
that's probably one of the best six men in the playoffs that you can bring off the bench. And so if he gets back to that, then that's going to just going to be a huge thing, you know, huge option for that sequence. And then also a way to, okay, smart doesn't have it tonight or Kemba just looks slow, whatever you can go to 48 and not have any semblance of a big drop off offensively. Yeah. Well, so, so when you're, when you're talking about uh, important pieces off the bench, are we with, with this, with him missing last game against Orlando, I haven't seen his status for, uh, for Friday, but are we back to Rob Williams as a starting center and Tristan Thompson coming off the bench? I'm going to guess. Yes. I have Tristan at, where's your Tristan on your list? Tristan, I, Tristan was seven. Yeah. For me, Tristan six for me. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think by default, I think there's certain matchups. I think Tristan versus, I think Tristan gets to start against Embiid just based on Rob's track record. But I think versus anyone else, I think you have to give the Rob offensive upside outweighs, you know, the Tristan, everything else. And so for trip, but I don't know, Tristan last, he's had a couple ugly games. Like the OKC game was really rough for him, but by and large, you're getting the, the good version of Tristan Thompson for the last month plus. Oh, for sure. I, I just personally think it might, that version of Tristan Thompson is even better off the bench. Like what's the, what's the Celtics record against the Sixers this year? They haven't, they got they swept, beat them. right? Yeah. They, they got swept. And as and I and I, we, I mean, I can check that out right now. Has Tristan started all three of those games? Like, if that's the case, like, I, don't I think know. Rob started one when Tristan was out, and it, it went obviously very bad for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the most the most recent one, Tristan was out, and uh, and the Celtics lost. But the first two, uh, which was you know, which which happened in the same week, and I know it wasn't great circumstances and either either time. But Tristan, uh, this is interesting. He had ten fouls, which I guess makes sense. But it wasn't doing much to. No. I mean, he was pretty damn good. No, so I don't know. He got I cooked said, too. So yeah. So if, I, 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 what I'm saying is, I, I don't want to. I, I hate to get to a situation where you get round one and Rob is. It, well, let's assume if the Celtics advance from round one or advance out of the plan situation, uh, or you get to a point where they're playing the Sixers. You imagine that Rob would have been doing pretty well as a starting center. I'd hate to do all that and then be like, okay, like we think that we need. Tristan to to beat the Sixers and sort of mix mix that up and get Rob out of the rhythm as our starting center when uh, it hasn't really worked that well to have TT out there yet this year. All right, so where's well, let's where's Rob on your list? We'll just cover him right now. So I wanted to get I wanted to get crazy and, and put him at three. Um, I, I I guess I guess I went out and, and have him at four. All right, me too. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's. I want to have him again. If Kemba, if Kemba hadn't had that game last night, that game against Orlando, where he, you know, he's proved that he's not going to be. I mean, again, it looked like he re-injured himself at least three or four times during that game. Yeah, that didn't look. Of... No one talked about that, and I was like, every time he went down, he was like, "What's he again?" I'm like, "Someone want to talk to him?" Or I think he even grabbed his knee at one point right? and like didn't make it down the other end of the court. It was. It, but 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 again, but even after that, continued to to pretty much light up the 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 G League Magic team but you know regardless of it didn't matter like a month or so ago like it wouldn't matter if he was playing like I don't know Sharon High School like he wasn't he wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to to get it done he was just missing his shots um but uh I'm I have him at three so I have I have Marcus at five and Rob at four uh you know I just for the same thing we say just for, for for whatever reason the team is just better with Rob out there 
I don't know. He's got far and away the team's best offensive rating. He's he's I think only only Taco has a better defensive rating. So you can kind of <laughs> throw that out and say that Rob has the best defensive rating on the team. Uh when he's out of there, good good things happen. He can do things that that I mean, never mind very few guys in the Celtics roster can do, very few guys in the uh, in the league can do, you know. I don't know. That's that's that, that's why he's four for me. I just it's it's a pleasure having him back. Yeah, I mean it's the offensive upside for Rob is greater than the defensive upside for Tristan, I think is what it, what it comes down to when you're like thinking about matchups there and particularly with Rob, with the starting five around him, like the, the opportunities he gets when that group stretches around and him being a rim runner versus like Tristan Thompson stealing, you know, throwing up 10 foot hook shots and, you know, uh, the pick and roll chemistry of Kemba has never been there all year long. So why would you start that together? It actually um, like drains the life out of me too. And, 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 and Tristan, like you said, Tristan has been better recently and spe- certainly on defense, but it, it's like literally like takes away my will to live when I watch him play offense. It's so depressing. At least he's learned to pass in the last month or two. I, I, I know you say that, but still Whether not it, enough. It, he needs to learn, learn more. <laughs> Please. Not, not Rob level passing, but any kind of passing has helped, but um, Rob's any, a virtuoso. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's, but that's, um, if anything, he overpasses. Um, smart at five. All I want to say is smart at five. This is, um, it's something where I think this is, Marcus might be, I don't want to put it in a, in a mean way, but I think he's kind of playing for a Celtics future this postseason. Really? And uh, well, from a standpoint of, hey, decisions are going to have to be made. And the you haven't had the best season. Not that anyone else has had the best season on this team outside of, you know, the top two, but um, if Kemba, I think one of Kemba and smart are probably going to be somewhere else next year. And now and moving one of those guys is a lot easier than moving the other one of those guys. And so for as big of a part of smart is about this team and, you know, the, the grit and, you know, how much everyone in the organization top to down loves, loves him. I still think that from a fit standpoint, from a, you know, understanding your role standpoint, this is a very big postseason for him because we saw what happened last postseason and, and at various times in big games this season in terms of shot selection and just decision-making and it's been a lot better lately. And you hope if that continues here, then, you know, ride that wave and he could be, you know, a life for Celtic. But if not, then I wonder if this, might be the end of the line of things go haywire well but i mean they would obviously i think prefer to move kemba oh yeah 100%. Right? i know it's like i mean it could end up being like a like a souped up version of of tice and tristan right where like you had you pretty much had to move one of them at the deadline uh you would have preferred to probably keep tice um but but ultimately that was the one that you're that people were interested in or i don't know who knows um one, one stat for for marcus Last the last four Celtics losses, you know, they've won three or four games, as we said. Um, the last, but the last four losses, there's something in common. Those games have. Does it involve turnovers? It involves seven plus three point attempts. Yeah, from Marcus Smart. The I, the big number here, I think it's like twelve. If he shoots under twelve shots in games, the Celtics have a tremendous record but when he takes 12 or more field goal attempts in a game it is like uh 
Celtics turn into like a 400 team um, as a winning percentage. So it's like when yeah. you get into the postseason, teams are going to be daring to take that shot time and time again. And so whether he takes a bait, whether Brad Stevens says we're going to roll Fournier so they don't, so we don't get punished for that option. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to watch, but um, you're right. That's, that's a very big number to keep an eye on as, as things ramp up here. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't think we need to probably go too deep into the, the, the final three or the top three. I mean, Kemba, Jalen and, and Jason. Yes. What, um, um, what do you expect from Kemba? I mean, Tim and Brown, I don't know. You have to even spend much, but Kemba, what do you expect from Kemba in this, this playoffs? He keeps talking about how well he's feeling right now. He's feeling the best of his subject <laughs> career in terms of like physically, the despite numbers, what we saw, despite what we saw in that right, despite, right. <laughs> the numbers have been, you know, much better, but still not like obviously not nearly the guy he was last year. But you know, he's 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 been a twenty point scorer by and large, um, and not an efficient one, but a twenty point scorer. So like, what what do you want to see from Kemba in the in the posting? What's what's like realistic from him? Do you feel like? Hmm. I mean, hit open shots. <laughs> yeah, that's that 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 that's the baseline, right? Like you're going to, you know, whether whether it comes out of uh, other teams trapping Tatum, as we saw last year in the playoffs, as uh, once he started really, you know, transcending his former self, and now you're going to have Jalen there too. It's just going to be hard for teams if those two guys, if the Jays are operating uh, at where 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 they need to. Um, is going to create open looks for for Kemba Walker. Is going to create open looks for Evan Fournier. Um, maybe some for Marcus Smart as well. But if we're talking about Kemba, I think hitting open shots. I think you know finding his attacking the the rim. You know, just just getting to the rim, and and that part of that is withstanding some hits. And I think that's where you might you know over the long term of the playoffs, if the Celtics go on any sort of real run, that's where the wear and tear on Kemba, especially for a guy who takes as many charges as he does. Um, you know, where that could start to maybe where who get some foul shots um, and just continue. He's been facilitating pretty well, you know, before this is, this is within missing a bunch of the back-to-backs and then obviously he missed you know, four games recently, but you know, you're looking at, you got his assists there, six, eight. It's not that if numbers, your offense, very good plays. I never show a few on the assists. I think that's like if he embraces just that finding his guys and not, you know, sometimes when he gets it going, like take those shots, but if not attack the rim, work on the kickouts, work on the pick and roll frog, like get everyone else going that I think will let this team be the best version of itself come two weeks. But that's, if he can do that consistently, yeah, and, that's going to be the, the difference. Yeah, and defensively, right? You you try to steal positions on with, with those with the charges, and then when it comes to winning time, um, he he is going to be, you know, uh, the, the the focus of the other team's offense. Like, how do we get Kemba in a mismatch? And the Celtics are going to have their hands full dealing with that. But again, if 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 he is cashing in on offense, whether it's through assists or, or scoring, um, you can you can live with the defensive liability a little bit more, but still it's going to be an issue. Yeah. All right. Any final words on JT or JB, or should we put a no, I mean, right there? I mean, we're glad. Can I, can I admit something? I have not – I did not 
and probably will never watch that collision between them at the end of the Portland. <laughs> I couldn't. I can't tell you the last time that I've been watching a, a Celtics game and been compelled just to shut it off because I'm just just so frustrated with what's going on. But the whole the thing with Mark with when Marcus got tossed. And then when Nurkic, when I caught Nurkic, just kind of grinning on the sidelines afterwards. And then there was one more call after that, just put me over the top. I literally just, just closed my computer and, and walked outside and I think just shot hoops in my backyard for a few minutes to calm down. And then I checked Twitter shortly afterwards and I see everyone freaking out about this collision between Jalen and, and Jason. And I, I was certainly not in a place right then and there to rewatch it. And now that it seems that they've avoided catastrophe, right? Where we were thinking that Jalen with Tatum was back against Orlando and it looked pretty great. Like he was pretty much just toying with the magic. And it seems like Jalen will be back for when it matters against Miami. Um, I'm never going to watch it. It's never going to exist for me. The smart decision. Lillard yeah. almost went down too. So that almost ended two team season. Oh, wow. In one place. So that's, everyone's happy that that was not the case, but yeah, nothing, nothing to see there. Don't, don't, huh. don't tempt fate. Yeah, um, so it's like it's we're back 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 in the bubble. Celtics, uh, the future of the Celtics season depends on winning a few games against the Miami Heat. There you um, go. Again, like you said, they got to take care of business beyond that. But those other games seem like if they can't win those games, what are we even talking about? Right. Exactly. Can't, cancel the podcast. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you gotta 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 beat Miami, and uh, for the first time, they might have if Jalen is back. I think. That means everybody's back. Maybe, maybe not Romeo, but like, as we said, he's on the outside of the top 10 right now. So right. That, that, it's a good time to, to get the band back together. It should be fun. should be a nice sneak preview for more intense games to come in the coming weeks. So um, that's it for us. We'll be back next week to, to break down those, that, those matchups and uh, see where this team is headed as the, the postseason approaches. Uh, follow us on Twitter at winning place pod, follow rich at rich underscore Levine. And we will follow me at Brian T Rob, and we will talk to you guys with some, uh, playoff primers coming next week.